Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I have some good news and I have some bad news. Should we start with the bad news? The bad news is, and I'm sorry to say this, you're going to get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. Uh, But this episode of Everything Iconic might be a little shorter than normal because we're not going to be covering the Real Houses of Orange County this week. And it's not because I didn't want to. A contraire, I did want to cover it this week. However, I did come down with some food poisoning. Now, I'm sorry to say it. I don't want to reveal too much information. Uh, these things happen, but I haven't been feeling so hot. And I think it was because of some food that I had. And I had, the other day, I went a little bit wild with a, a gift card that I had lying around the house. And I got the chicken tenders. I got the nachos. I got the cheeseburger. And I'm embarrassed to even tell you this because I was just saying on the show a few episodes ago that I was trying to cut back on the meat and go more vegan. And I am. I got to eat healthier because I had a, a pig out day the other day. And I don't know. It, it spiraled me into a really bad place, a really bad place. And I don't know if it's just a symptom of getting older. I don't want to get old. I don't want to get old, in the words of Vicki Gumbelson, season one of The Real House of Orange County. Uh, however, I did come down with some food poisoning, so I'm recording this at a different time, sort of in between when I can get to the microphone, and they haven't sent me The Real House of Orange County episode, so we're just covering New Jersey on the show. I'm Again, I apologize. It's, what am I going to do? What am I going to I'm not feeling good. I almost took off the rest of the week. I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to record an episode. But I do have some thoughts on The Real Houses in New Jersey. And uh, I mentioned I have some good news. The good news is that I'm alive. I'm alive, and so are you. (laughs) That's the good news, and I'm feeling good right now. I've just been, uh, you know, it's been like a lot of, it's not even, it's been sort of like fevery, and I took COVID tests, it's not COVID, but... Uh, it's been, uh, I just haven't been quite feeling good these today and yesterday. And so I took to the microphone still. I'm going to do my best to get my thoughts out on New Jersey because we got to talk about it. We got to talk about the treescape event that was happening last week. And then, uh, and then we'll catch up with Orange County next week. And I think the Real House of Atlanta trailer, we catch up on all that stuff next week. But for now, uh, we are just going to talk New Jersey. So, uh, sit tight, little pup, because we're going to talk about Louie. And the treescape situation. Now, last week it was to be continued at that ropes course. Margaret and Teresa were fighting. Meanwhile, Tracy's up on the rope, a hundred feet up. You know, they could care less about Tracy. I know she's not even a main cast member, but she's walking the tightrope, and nobody gives a fact. She's just flying. Not even, the, not even the camera cared that Tracy was up there. I mean, they did a couple shots to her up on the tightrope, but for the most part, the camera people were just staying on Teresa and Margaret, who were on the ground. And uh, Teresa was like, let's talk about Louie. You know, she's finally all of a sudden saying to Margaret, fine, you want to talk about him? Let's talk about him. Now, Teresa says Margaret told them all the rumor about Jackie and Evan. And then Jackie says she knows that Margaret didn't do it. She's like, don't worry, Margaret. I don't believe this at all. And they're all just shouting in a forest. And I was really loving that. I mean, I just didn't, you guys love that we were in a forest because the other ropes course we've been to on over on Orange County previously with Vicky. Remember she was my finger, you know, and Shannon was screaming in the ropes course. 
when we were at that ropes course, it wasn't in a forest. It was in sort of an open area. It was in an open kind of field area. But now we're literally in a jungle. And I love that we're shouting and we're kind of arguing about leggings and this man. And I mean, it just felt right. It felt right. It felt like something I haven't a place I haven't been before. I like seeing these women out in the nature, especially the Jersey women, because I just seeing them around trees, something about that, the juxtaposition of Teresa and a tree. I, do, you know what I'm saying? So they're all shouting in a forest. And Jennifer even turns on Teresa for a second because Jennifer says that Teresa dug up for information on Evan and Jackie. And then this, unfortunately, is where things go awry for me when the analogy comes up. The analogy which we've talked to death about since last year. I can't hear the word analogy on Jersey. Any other franchise here, uh, I'm wanting to talk about the analogy. But here on Jersey, I don't want to hear about the analogy because Margaret says, you never tell people it's an analogy. And Teresa's like, why didn't you say it was an analogy? And it's very frustrating. And I love Teresa on the show, but I would never want to argue with her in real life because it seems like a losing game. I mean... Uh, Amy Winehouse once saying love is a losing game. And I think arguing with Teresa would be the updated, rebooted remix of that song because arguing with Teresa is a losing game. And there's no winning and you're just not going to get through. And she has her ways of belief. And I think that's oftentimes what makes her a great housewife. But then in situations like this with the analogy, I'm like, I got to get off this hamster wheel because I can't listen to this as a viewer. I need her to understand what analogy is. And she could still be mad about it. I just don't like the the idea of like, no one should have to say they're doing an analogy. Like, just like you shouldn't have to explain that you're doing a joke or you shouldn't have to, you know, those should come across. And sometimes they don't, right? We're all humans. So sometimes we say something, you think you're saying a joke and then you see people's reaction. They're like, oh, they don't get it's a joke. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, but with an analogy, you wouldn't just start off a sentence saying, I'm about to say an analogy. You would just do it and hope that people would get us analogy. Now, was the analogy an okay analogy? No. But it's something that was, I just don't like the argument. Does that make sense? The argument of what, whether or not it was an analogy. And Dolores is trying to explain to Teresa too, or explain Teresa's feelings. She's saying, well, Jackie should have just said, uh, this is an analogy. You know, Dolores is trying to explain Teresa. And I don't even think Dolores at this point believes anything. Uh, w- with the analogy thing. I think Dolores really sides with Jackie on this, but she's on the show to translate for Teresa. So that's what she's here doing. And so this all sort of ends. Uh, Teresa to Tracy, there's like a little trouble there. Tracy says, oh, this was interesting. This was interesting because Teresa's really mad at Tracy's husband, Tiki Barber. And so Teresa says, why did your husband bring this up? Blah, blah, blah. And Tracy said, And I wrote this quote down. I hope I got it right. She said, my husband would never in a million years listen to what I had to say. (laughs) Did you guys catch that? And it was like something she was saying as almost like she was proud of it. She's like, my husband would never listen to anything I say. And I just thought, Tracy, you need to keep that to yourself. That's not something we share with the group, especially on camera, because it was she was proud of it. My husband wouldn't listen to anything I say. And I was like, Tracy, shh, shh, shh. Like, that's not something you admit to anyone. And also, quite frankly, you need to get out of that relationship if that's the case. You know, the husband should listen to something you have to say. But she was saying it as a sense of pride. She's like, well, guess what, Teresa? My husband wouldn't listen to a single thing I said. Tracy, 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 shh, shh, shh. 
Anyway, Teresa then brings up the Tracy rumors, which I think we've all been trying to get to because we've all heard these things in the press about Tiki and left the left the other wife when she's pregnant or something with the babies. I, I don't know the full details of it. And we've only scratched the surface of it. And I kind of feel like we need some more information. And Teresa brought it up very quickly, but then it gets dropped. And I wonder why it keeps getting dropped. I feel like we, I just need like one quick... I don't know, one minute, two minute scene where we dive into those rumors, where we see maybe Dolores and Teresa discussing them in detail. I don't want just a quick thing. I feel like thus far, we've only heard it sort of in passing or Teresa saying, well, uh, I don't know why she's digging in my relationship when she's got all these other rumors about Tiki and this and that. But it, it feels like it goes too quickly. I need them to just focus on it. Show me a still frame. Show me at least one to two minutes of us just really diving deep and explaining these rumors to me because they're going too quick and maybe I'm just not fast enough. Because I did see they showed some headlines on the screen from the blogs and everything about Tracy and Tiki Barber. But I feel like they need to focus on it because it's happening too quickly for me. And I would imagine most of the audience is feeling that way too. If I, if I, I suppose if I'm feeling that way and I take notes on these shows and I still can't quite figure out what the situation was, then I think we need to, we need to figure it out. Now, the other thing that's frustrating was Teresa, Margaret has brought up this stuff about the abuse with Louie and the exes. And Teresa says, Margaret keeps bringing that up. And Margaret's trying to explain, no, I'm not the one, I'm bringing up the fact that there are these rumors out there. And I think what Margaret is really trying to say is like, the producers asked me to bring this up on camera, but it's already out in the press and the blogs and stuff, right? It has appeared there. And so now, unfortunately, we're being asked to bring it up on the show. I would imagine a producer, or maybe not even a producer has asked Margaret to do that, but maybe these women would know by now that we're on a TV show and this comes up in the press, so maybe it's something we should bring up on camera to make the storylines move forward. Because otherwise, as an audience, I think we get where we feel the way of like, well, why, why hasn't this come up? This is in, we're reading this in the news or we're hearing this on hot topics on the TV shows, but we're not seeing it play out on the show. And so then that gets frustrating as the viewer. So does that make sense? So I do think it needs to come up, but I understand why Teresa's pissed about it. My issue is that I just wish Teresa would, would understand the difference because I, I would imagine Teresa's done this in her past before and with other cast members and she's been on this show long enough. She knows how this works, so she knows that if it's in the press and and by the way, I, I don't really understand why Louie signed on the dotted line to be on this TV show. I sort of wish I think Teresa didn't need Louie because she's got the daughters and she's got enough going on with the other cast members, the brother and the sister in law that she hates. So she's got enough happening on the show that I didn't think she needed to bring Louie on. And I don't, I bet you they tricked her. I bet you they bamboozled Teresa and they probably said to her that you need to have him on or else we're going to get rid of you. And I bet you they told her that. And I don't think that's true, but maybe they did. Maybe they did. Uh, but the best part about this whole thing, the thing that really put the, I don't know, the, the exclamation point at the end of the sentence was that Teresa was really concerned about her workout line. That's really why she showed up. She showed up the bags. She's got the new workout apparel. And she hates all these women. She storms out and she's like, I'm leaving all your workout apparel here. I got your names on the bags. And she just runs off. And I loved it so much because that's all she was there for. She showed up to start a fight and then uh, advertise her workout apparel. And I love that. 
So as Teresa's storming out on the golf cart, she throws the leggings at everyone. She's pissed at her sister-in-law, Melissa, because Melissa's not coming after her or anything. She's like, oh, my sister-in-law can't do anything for me. She can't stick up for me, nothing. And that's, again, because she hates her. Now, then we cut to Melissa and Joe, who are planning a 100-person, did I get this right? A 100-person birthday party for Antonia for her 16th birthday. And I, we, I didn't do that. We didn't do birthday parties. when I think they stopped. I used to have a sleepover birthday party when I was really little. I would have, a, I don't know, a few friends over to sleep over. But then uh, as I got older, we didn't do a big party. And a 100-person party for Antonia, I mean, I'll, I don't know. I was pretty focused on Joe's arms. Was anyone else really distracted by Joe's arms this whole episode? Later in the episode, we saw he cut off the sleeves and the baseball uniform and just showed off those arms. And again, so attracted to Joe Gorga and not at all proud of it. Not at all. Not at all. But I see him and I just can't help myself. Something about that man. And he's awful in a lot of ways, but I do really like feel things when I see him. I do. And then uh, I'm very, I'm very sad about Teresa packing up the house. She's, I'm devastated. She's packing up the bows and she's like, oh, you, my daughters used to wear these bows. And they showed the scenes of them. I love the scenes with just Teresa and the daughters. The thing that I don't love about, I don't like that Gia's getting in the mix so much because we saw last season, you know, Gia didn't want to be on the, she didn't want her name to come up when the analogy was going on and everything. And now it seems like Gia's becoming a full-time cast member. And I think we just need to, we need to know where the line is. Is she a full-time cast member or is she not? Because as it stands, I don't know if we, if Gia's fair game in terms of storylines. And I love these scenes with just Teresa and the girls. And I don't like that on other franchises. You know, when I see Shannon Bedore and her daughters, I'm not interested. I zone out, I fall asleep, take a nap. I fast forward, I do whatever I got to do, go get a snack, some Dunkaroos in the kitchen, and then I come back and I watch the rest of the series because I'm bored with Shannon Bedore and the daughters. And on any other franchise, when I see Kyle Richards, Kyle the Splits Richards with her kids, I don't really give a shit. You know, I'm not interested. But there's something about Teresa and the daughters that I get so, I feel right at, I feel at home, I feel relaxed, I'm interested, I find it funny. I just don't love the daughters getting in the mix with the other cast members. That's where I kind of get confused. And I think I would feel better if they just told us like, hey, Gia's basically a friend of this season. And so Gia is getting in the mix. She's going to get in the dramas and we can all feel okay dissecting that. But right now I'm like, well, where does it stand? Should, are we judging Gia? Is she a cast member? Or is she just the daughter? So I don't know where I stand, but I'm, I loved the scene where they were packing up and I'm devastated. I'm, I was crying already. I don't know if I'm extra emotional or what's going on, but I was devastated. It might be the food poisoning. I don't know, but I was crying like a baby when they were talking about moving out of this house. And then Gia said, this is the last thing of my dad that we have physically in the United States. The last piece of him in this house. Ah, oh, I don't mean to bring this podcast down, but I got sad. I got sad about Joe Giudice. I got sad. Wah, 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 wah. I don't mean to bring us down. I know this is supposed to be a joyous hour or however many minutes we do this podcast for everyone to check out and have a, a gay old time. But I did get sad about it. It was it was a dark moment in the in Real Houses, New Jersey. It was. Um so then meanwhile, Dolores is planning this charity event, this baseball game, and I was dreading it. I thought, are we on ESPN? Like what channel am I watching? Because I don't want to watch the sports. Not interested. I'm not, if I want to watch the sports, I'll turn on something else. And so I was really concerned and I saw her practicing baseball with Delora or with Frank Sr. And look, I used to love baseball. I played baseball and basketball. I know sometimes I joke about sports, but I did play sports growing up and uh, I loved baseball and I saw them playing 
And then Frank Sr. said something. He made a joke about balls, and he said, why does everyone want to make a big fucking stink about my balls? And I think that's when I got hooked onto the baseball storyline in this episode. Because before then, I was just not interested. I was zoning out. Again, it was like a Shannon Bedore daughter scene. I was ready to go get a snack. And then Frank Sr. made a joke about the balls and the big stink about his balls, and I was right on board. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. We have this whole event that's happening. It's at a baseball stadium. Now, Therese is really concerned about the workout line leggings. She said, the only reason I went to the Treescape event was because I wanted to give the girls the workout line so they could wear the leggings at the baseball event. And so Therese is really concerned. She texted everyone and said, hey, I need you to wear the leggings or the shorts or whatever it was to the baseball game. Even though she just basically ran into that last event and told everyone that she hated them, now she still wants them to wear the workout line because she's got to advertise. She's a businesswoman. And that's one of the things I love about Tree, too. I love that about Tree. She's a business lady, and she's going to get that coin. She's going to get that uh, purse filled. She's going to get the purse filled. Whether we like it or not, she's going to come out with the cookbook. She's going to come out with the fabulinis. She's going to sell product and move merch. And so that's what she's doing with the workout line. God bless. And I love a housewife who just risks it all for the workout line or for, for a paycheck. They got to do what they got to do. doesn't matter if they hate the other women in the cast or not. They got to sell the leggings. Gotta sell the leggings. Uh, so then, oh, Jackie and the therapist, you guys. This was this was such a again. Uh, I, we're just supposed to be having some laughs on this podcast, but I briefly got to talk about this because it was such a beautiful scene. Jackie said, "Ah, oh, this broke my heart. This broke my heart into a million different pieces." She said there was one time she was in the hallway of school. She was putting on lipstick, and a boy said, "It won't help." I, and even just saying that, it makes, I got chills. I mean, it's so brave of her to be talking about all this stuff. However you feel about Jackie, you just need to look at this. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can't even imagine how tough it is for her to be discussing this stuff on camera. And she said she met Evan and felt like he only loved her skinny, so she was worried about gaining weight. She said she feels bad because she had talked about being recovered when she wasn't. She said the kids are noticing because she never gets ice cream with them, so every time she takes them to get ice cream, she never eats the ice cream. She doesn't even know how to get ice cream. She says the therapist, the therapist says, that's your homework for this week is to go get ice cream with the kids. She doesn't even know how to do it. She says, what do I do about counting it? Ugh. Guys, and she says, the therapist says, you don't count it. 
You don't count it. And then Evan reveals that they can't even go away for more than four days on a vacation because she's worried about relapsing on the eating. And when they go to restaurants, she doesn't like going to restaurants because they have to call ahead and get the steamed vegetables. For a while, she would only eat the steamed vegetables. It is one of the most vulnerable, real things I think I've seen on this show. And we've only seen people, We we there are obviously tons of people who deal with uh, anorexia and eating disorders and and all sorts of stuff. But on the history of housewives, we've only seen them sort of dip into this world. We've seen it on Real Houses New York with Jules, but I don't really think it was handled great on the Real Houses in New York. I think it was sort of oddly handled, and maybe it was because we didn't get to know Jules for very long, or maybe it was because they were focusing on other storylines, or I- I'm not sure, but it was kind of difficult to watch on the Real Houses in New York. And here on this show, it seems like they're giving this this storyline room to breathe, and they're also not shying away from it. It's, it feels almost documentary style, which oftentimes in the Housewives, it doesn't feel like that anymore. Early seasons Housewives, of course, when Vicki Gunvalson was screaming this out. I don't want to get old. When she was screaming that out in the early seasons of the Housewives franchise, things felt a little bit more cinema verite. They felt a little more documentary style. Now everything feels like the camera people get to the site of the scene before any of the cast members get there. The women are in their hair and makeup. Everything feels very choreographed. So we don't always get a lot of the raw, real emotion. And so this just feels so... Doc, it feels I don't documentary, real, honest, open, and hard to watch. I found it very difficult to watch. I can only imagine how difficult it was for other people who have suffered from eating issues. And I hope that it's helping a lot of people. I think it it will be because anytime we open up about things that we go through, we realize other people are going through similar things, obviously in different ways. But I think shared experiences is the way that we give things less power. And so I think that's really important. I'm, I'm super proud and excited and, and it is tough to watch. And I think it must be hard for a lot of people to watch this footage, but I think she's ultimately going to help a lot of people. And it feels so real. I don't know. And I'm, I know we're here to laugh, but it's just, you know, what else felt real too is Jennifer and Bill. Jennifer, I don't know. She seems like she's being more genuine this season. She, I'm not sure why exactly, or I don't know if it's vulnerability or genuine or what. Bill seems completely checked out. I mean, we're lucky when Bill throws a comb through the hair. You know, when we're seeing Bill on camera after combing the hair, I feel like that's <laughs> that's all Bill's interested. And I don't even know that I blame Bill because something in the past that happened 10 years is now a main storyline in the show. And I don't know that Bill ever really liked filming this show. You know, he would show up and get drunk at a pool party once in a while. But for the most part, I don't know that Bill always like loved this show. And now that he's the villain of the season, I'm sure he's definitely not loving the show, but he's still filming. And so I do, I understand Bill's perspective of like, why am I here? You don't want to show up on camera. But then also, it's hard to see him checked out because his wife is obviously hurt. And she said last week on the show, I just need you to engage and and stick up and feel some things and everything. But he's totally checked out. But Jen is shining bright like a diamond. I mean, she said, she's like, if uh, we break up, I'm getting half. She just said that point blank period. I'm getting half. And she's just also being vulnerable. She's being herself. And it just feels like we're getting a different version of Jennifer. And I'm loving her. I'm loving her this season. And again, that scene with Margaret last week with the Snickers coffee mate, I think that was such a vulnerable moment between two housewives and a beautiful scene. I, I don't know. I'm just loving Jennifer and I'm so excited to see where we go. And I, it feels to me like we're, I'm getting renewed interest in Jennifer because I think the past couple seasons I was, 
I don't know, I was feeling stale with with some of the wives. I was hoping for new people to come in, and I was feeling like, what else do we have to explore with these women? And now this season in Jersey, I feel like they're all digging a little deeper. Even Dolores, who I, I feel like sometimes doesn't really show us much, I even feel like Dolores is kind of digging a little deeper this season. And so... I don't know. I think these women are just, I don't, did they step, did they have a, a conference call with Andy? Like what happened? I feel like somebody must have called the producers. They had a conference call with them or a, a zoom or something. And they were like, listen, ladies, you need to step it up. You know, they got them all into fighting mode this season. And so they're all delivering on personal storylines and then group storylines. I, I don't know what happened. Something happened. I think behind the scenes, somebody said, hey, ladies, step it up or we're bringing in some new wives. And so they all stepped it up. Everyone but Melissa. Anyway, moving on. Then we see Margaret and Lexi. That was mean. I just shady. I was just shady to Melissa. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. <laughs> anyway, I, Mar- Melissa's beautiful. She's stunning. Great family. Gorgeous husband. Then we see Margaret and Lexi and uh, Teresa texted. This is when they reveal that Teresa texted the women to wear the shorts from the leggings line. And Margaret's like, I'm not wearing the shorts. She was such an asshole to be. You know, Margaret's not wearing them. Uh-oh, I thought. Uh-oh. Uh, also, they're planning the birthday party for March Sr. I'm excited about that. That's going to be happening soon. Then we cut to this Coney Island baseball game. It's Dolores' softball event. And the men were showing up. Actually, all the cast members were showing up. We see Frank Jr. show up. We see Evan show up. And I was so pissed because... We were in a locker room, and I feel, this is maybe inappropriate of me to say, I'm sorry, I'm going to get some backlash. I sort of feel that in the locker room atmosphere, we shouldn't have been robbed of footage of these men changing into the baseball blouses. Do you get what I mean? Because we all had, all the men had to change into those those baseball blouses. They had to put them on because they showed up in one shirt, and they had to put on the baseball blouse. And so I feel like we were robbed of that footage. I was waiting. I was on the edge of my seat. I was thinking, oh, okay, we're going to see Evan take off the blouse and put on the baseball blouse. We're going to see Frank Jr. going to see his bubbies out. And then nothing. We got nothing. It was all of a sudden they cut two. They were wearing the shirts. We did get a quick scene of Joe Gorga ripping off the sleeves or cutting off the sleeves. Where I don't know where he got those scissors. Were those just sitting around the locker room? I'm not sure. But good for him. At least he's showing us some skin, you know, sex sells, sex sells. So I think that uh, I wish that we would have gotten that footage. Unfortunately, we did not. We did not get it. But, um, you know, it's something for next time. I just want to encourage producers, sex sells. I'm not going to tell you how to sell this program, but I am going to tell you that sex sells. And so I wouldn't mind seeing a little skin off these men. You have these gorgeous men on this cast, and you got a female and gay audience that is sitting and watching the shows. So how about it? How about it? Come on, for years and years, we've had television and film showing us all sorts of skin on women, and it's been unacceptable. Let's level the playing field a little bit, and let's show us some men without their blouses on. And it's about time. We're in 2022. Let's even the playing field. And I certainly don't mean inappropriately. I'm just saying if we got to see them change into a different shirt, the least you could do is show Frank Jr. or Frank Sr. or Evan or Joe Gorka or any of them changing into the baseball blouse changing into it. I might get some heat. I was also, uh, I mean, the one good thing I will say, I don't know if somebody told him to do this, but Joe Gorga did wear the gray sweatpants. He did wear the gray sweatpants. And so I just want to applaud him for that. When I saw that, I have the no. chills. No. <laughs> I had the fucking chills when I saw him in those gray sweatpants flopping around. You know, I love some gray sweatpants. I'm sorry to get gross on this podcast, but he was flopping around in the gray sweatpants. Good for him. So maybe, I don't know if the producers gave him those. I was happy he wasn't wearing Teresa's leggings because He was wearing the gray sweatpants, and I applaud that, Joe Gorka. Thank you. 
thank you. The women and the gay men who are watching this show, thank you. On behalf of all of them, I say, God bless. And then, okay, so Teresa shows up hot again. She says, I brought my workout line. I brought my workout stuff. And Margaret's like, we're good. And then that's when Gia gets involved. She says, uh, my mom sticks up for all your, does all your events and stuff and whatever. And then Teresa said, I don't know if this was in her confessional or just off the cuff. She said, finally, someone has my back. It's my daughter. Maybe Melissa could take lessons. <gasps> she hates Melissa. It's all unraveling with her and Melissa. Do you think at the reunion, I sort of feel like Teresa is going to really let loose at Melissa at the reunion because I'm seeing the cracks in the foundation. They tried for two seasons now to be friends and pretend to be friends and it's not happening. And I think it's all going to snap at the reunion, which I think they're filming soon. I saw Andy tweet about, if you have any questions for Jersey, let me know. So I think that's coming. I do think it's coming. Uh, so Gia getting involved, though, I'm like, what's going on here? What's going on? And I think the other cast members, this is why it's confusing. The other cast members don't know if they can say anything back to Gia. They're like, is she just the daughter or is she a cast member? Because there's a big difference. And I feel that happened on Orange County. I know we're not talking about Orange County, but we are dipping into the past of Orange County today. I don't want to get old. And I think this happened with Brianna at a certain point, where it was like Brianna was becoming a cast member. And I was someone who wanted Brianna as a full-time cast member. Unfortunately, she moved away with that crazy person. I'm that man. Remember that man who got mad at the other woman's wife or other woman's mother who put the feet on the couch? Do you remember that? That was a dark time in Housewives history. Do you know what I'm talking about? On Orange County. Okay, let's just talk about this for a second. Brianna was with that husband. She's with the husband. And remember, he had like a bad temper. And Vicky was throwing a big cast party at the house. And Lydia, who I also hated, her mother, who was nuts, she put her feet up on a couch or something. And then it was revealed, it wasn't on camera, but it was revealed that Lydia's mom got like an earful from Ryan, the husband. And he just seemed very nuts. He seemed very nuts. And I don't know. I don't know. He was nuts. But I did want Brianna to be a cast member. And someone's got to say it. I sort of miss Vicky. I do. I don't think I want her back. I, I, again, she's a monster. She's a monster. But I do sometimes miss, I see clips all the time. I think this is why I miss Vicky is because I see clips all the time. And when she would yell, like, I, when, you're supposed to be my friend, my soulmate, my sister. You know, when she would yell like that, or I don't want to get old. I don't, I get a warm and fuzzy feeling. So I don't think I want her back, but I do see clips and I just think, wow, those were the good old days, weren't they? And the Brooks saga was, I mean, appointment TV, that whole thing. I, we're not even supposed to be talking about Orange County today, but, I just had to say that. I don't want her back. I don't want her back. I don't want you to twist my words. I don't want you to twist my words. But I'd maybe like her to pop in. You know how like Gina Keogh pops in? Maybe like, let's check in. Let's check in. She's going to be on the ultimate girls trip. I guess we'll check in with her there. Um, But don't twist what I say, because I know you're going to say I was calling for Vicky to return. And I don't know that I feel that way. I don't know that I don't. I'm just not sure. Uh, What are we talking about? Oh, so this, this baseball game happens. Dolores and Melissa end up putting on the leggings. And Melissa only does it because Dolores is like, oh, I'll put on the leggings because I don't want to start a fight with Teresa. And then Melissa, you know, she's like, oh, fuck. Because Melissa was there wearing all her Envy shit. You know, she was wearing the Envy hat, the Envy shirt. And it was funny because I think it was Jackie or Margaret. They said something like, I'm not a billboard. You know, like, I don't need to wear Teresa's workout line. She's an asshole to me. I'm not going to wear her workout line because I'm not a billboard. And then those Bravo editors, they cut right to Melissa, who was looking like a billboard. She was just wearing all... <laughs> she... <laughs> That's when I love this show. That's when I love that that little moment where it was like Jackie or Margaret saying, I'm not a billboard. And then they just cut right to Melissa who look exactly like a billboard. I mean, she's head to toe in envy. Head to toe. 
head to toe. She had the hat on, she had the shirt on, and it wasn't just like a conspicuous or it wasn't just like a little logo. It was like a full-blown NV logo. on a. It was black lettering on a white shirt. Like you couldn't get more obvious logo than that. And I just really love that. I really just, I love that. And that's when these shows are the best. When those, that's how you know, like the Bravo editors, they're so smart and so funny and quick witted. And you don't see that on some of the other reality shows. Like you don't see the humor in the editing. And these people know how to edit for us. They, they're humorous. They have a good sense of humor. And that was when you really notice it. Anyway, Melissa put on the leggings just to, because she had to after Dolores did, but you know she didn't want to. Oh, meanwhile, Jen's got to wear the face mask for the nose because she's just got the nose done. And I don't know about you all, when she was running the base and she fell and it, I was so scared. I mean, I shrieked. I don't think I've shrieked like that since the finale of Lost or something. Like, I mean, I really could not believe when she fell. It was crazy to me, but she fell. She fell right down on that face, and luckily everything was okay. She was wearing the mask, but she was wearing the Louboutins and Louboutins, and when she fell on the way to first base. Now, when we were seeing all this baseball stuff, I was kind of thinking, uh, we don't need this. Again, it's not ESPN. Teresa was like, did they score a touchdown? You know, she's making jokes, and at first, the cynical part of me was like, we need to get out of here. This is not the show that I'm watching that I uh, fell in love with all these years. I need to see something else. And then they warmed me over, and I was having the best time. It was like I was watching a little kid watching Angels in the Outfield or Rookie of the Year or Little Big League. Remember when we were kids, there were all these movies about sports? And I fucking loved a movie. I loved a Little Giants. I loved a, I loved a kid movie about sports. I, Rookie of the Year. Uh, funky butt loving. Remember when the, he's at the doctor, the little boy's at the doctor because he hurts the arm. And then, you know, he gets special powers when he hurts the arm. And then he snaps the doctor the nose and then the nose says, or the doctor says, funky butt loving. When I was a 10 year old kid, there was nothing funnier than that line, funky butt loving. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you guys remember that line? I know any millennials out there, you'll remember that line, funky butt loving, because there was nothing funnier. I'm telling you, I thought, I thought filmmaking peaked. I thought that's it. You know, Francis Ford Coppola can pack it up. You know, Peter Jackson, James Cameron, pack it up because we're not getting better than somebody uh, writing and saying the line funky butt loving in a doctor's office. Nothing better. It was something dichotomy of a, a doctor saying that. Oh, my God, I thought it was hysterical. I thought it was so fucking funny. And then, uh, a spoiler alert, that little boy, he ends up winning the World Series, even though he loses his special power with the arm at the end. So, you know, it all works out. He gives them, remember, he does the floating ball. Oh, that movie. I'm going to go watch that movie. And the Sandlot. Remember the Sandlot? We didn't even talk about the Sandlot. I'm sorry I just shouted in here. But the Sandlot, I mean, that was A-plus movie making. They don't make them like that anymore. And here's the problem. I'm sorry to get on a little tangent here, but with all of these superhero movies, they make them because they sell internationally. But the thing that I've learned is that international, they every different country, they have different sports that are the most popular in the different countries. So I had read that that's why they don't make a lot of these kids' sports movies, because they don't always translate internationally. And that's a problem for me. And I would just like someone to start funding these kids' sports movies, because I'm worried about our youths. I'm worried about the kids. What are they watching? What movies, I mean, they're probably just watching these same movies on Netflix or Hulu because they're not making new ones. And I need some young kids to be able to watch The Big Green, The Sandlot, Little Big League, Camp Nowhere. I know that's a camp movie, but you get the picture. They're not making them like they used to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I sound like an old man. Anyway, so I was bored at first, but then it, they charmed me with this, this uh, whole baseball thing. More people were showing up. 
Jackie says she used to play softball, but she can't even catch the ball. She says, I'm the LVP, the least valuable player, made me laugh. Jennifer fell. I didn't love that Teresa was really making fun of Margaret's. I mean, it was weird because Teresa was there to promote the leggings and the body, um, the workout gear. And yet still she was, she was, um, not saying nice things about Margaret's body. And I thought that was kind of a weird choice when you're trying to promote the leggings. You know, maybe just, it was a weird choice anyway, no matter what, but particularly when you're trying to promote the legging line, because yeah, you should want anyone to wear the leggings and everyone's great at And I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. He sighs. Uh, anyway, Dolores had a great time. They raised over two hundred thousand dollars. Hundred fifty of that was from the bank. I don't know why they donated hundred fifty, but we support that bank. God bless. All for charity, and I had a fun time. And I didn't think I was going to. I bet a lot of you listening, you probably thought you were going to turn this podcast, and Danny was going to say how much he hated the baseball game. And yet there I was having a gay old time. I don't know what that says about me, but I had fun and I would watch. Do you remember on MTV, they used to do the sports games with the, they would have like the MTV VJs. They would have Britney Spears and NSYNC and they would all play like basketball or something. And then they would do the sports, but they call it rockin'. I don't know. They called it rockin' something, rockin' jock or something. They need to bring that back on Bravo because I want to see the sports. And they did this on the Real House of Atlanta once where they were playing, I don't know, dodgeball or something. And I am only interested now, show me sports. I, is that weird of me? And by the way, I do want to just point out that if they end up doing that, I probably will say I'm not interested. <laughs> I probably will change my mind by the time they greenlight this. However, at the moment, I would like them to reboot Rock and Jock and have only Bravo celebrities playing sports. And so, I don't know, have me host it. I, could I referee or host or play? I don't know. Somebody let me do that. Um, Bravo, call me up. Okay. Peacock, we could put on the Peacock. They're putting all these uh, 
these series on the Peacock where the women are ultimate girls trip and stuff. We could have ultimate baseball trip or something. I'm not sure, but I want to see it because I had a good, uh, good time. Next week on the show, Marge Sr. is being picked up by Bill. I, that was shocking footage, uh, very shocking to my eyes. It was like all of a sudden Bill's engaged. Marge Sr. really brought it out in him, and now suddenly he's on camera with a big old smile on his face, throwing an elderly woman on his shoulders and lifting her up for her birthday. And that made me happy. God bless. Good for Marge Sr. too. Happy birthday to her. Then we have Melissa and Antonia. Um going at it. We have the girls moving into a new house. That's going to be so sad for me. And then Joe Gorga uh, and Bill get into it. So lots happening, you guys. I Again, I'm sorry that we didn't cover The Real House of Orange County. We'll catch up next week. Don't write me a bad review about it. I know you're going to write me a bad review. You're going to say my schedule's all off. But you know what? Doing the best we can. We're all doing the best we can. I love you all so much. I want to thank ACAST for all episodes of Everything Iconic. Go to ACAST.com slash Everything Iconic. I do bonus episodes on the Patreon where I recap Sex in the City. I do one bonus episode a month. Uh, we're recapping Sex in the City from the beginning. If you would like those bonus recaps, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Everything Iconic. And all you got to do is donate $4 or more per month to get access to the bonus episodes. We also have merch available at everythingiconic.store. And then um, for for book lovers, or even if you're not a book lover, but you want to support me in this podcast, go and order How Do I Unremember This, which is out now. There's a hardcover. That's always the best way to support an author is by getting the hardcover. But really any version, the audiobook or the ebook is great. But uh Yes, thank you all for the love and kind words about the book, and and I hope you all enjoy it. If you haven't gotten it, go get it. Go pick it up from your local bookstore. Call your library if you don't. I know people don't have the money right now, so you call your local library up, ask them to carry it, or go buy it. You know, whatever you got to do. Okay, should we do our cheese little cooldown? I think we need it. I think we need it. Okay, let's take a deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Love you all. Stay safe. Have a good uh, rest of your week and weekend, and uh, we'll be back next week. Okay. Love you all. Bye-bye.